You are listening to Easily Influenced, a weekly show where we unpack the latest in influencer news and digital culture. This show is brought to you by Cork, the UK's leading influencer intelligence and digital trend forecasting agency. I'm Lucinda, Cork's food and travel editor and unofficial drag expert. I'm Chloe, Cork's fashion and beauty editor obsessed with the deepest, darkest corners of fandom. And I'm Jennifer, Cork's culture editor and YouTube enthusiast. To start off, we're going to talk about what we have watched slash listened to this week. So I've been watching or listening to rather a different podcast called So You Want to Read About Tolkien, which is based on Lord of the Rings, which is just <laughs> another one of my many loves, drag queens, Lord of the Rings, all of that. Um, but it's a little bit different in that it's hosted by three female hosts, which is quite rare, I think, for the genre, because obviously it's normally dominate like male-dominated um, but it's these three girls. It's really funny. Each episode, they go over a different chapter of the books and they mm. basically just not like rip into it, but they kind of like discuss all the different parts. It's really funny. It's also like a different perspective from like other podcasts about Lord of the Rings. Surprisingly, there's actually quite a lot. Um, it's like a feminist retrospective, but also it's kind of a little bit ridiculous. And they have loads of um, film quotes as well, just randomly thrown in. And it just makes me fall in love with the film all over again and the books. That sounds great. Have they yeah, covered Tom like Bombadil yet? I've th- There are so many chapters because obviously each episode <laughs> is like one chapter. And obviously we know Lord of the Rings is really, really long. And I'm still starting out quite early. So uh, I'll let you know when I get to that bit. But it's... I look forward to it. I, I think, think about Tom Bombadil to- on a daily basis. Such a sweetheart. Why, why did he make that character? Why did he do that? <laughs> what was the point? Why not? I mean, Tolkien is just one of those writers that is like, I need to have every single kind of character, even if they are ridiculous and have not much purpose. And also I'm going to go into extreme detail about every little thing. I love that about him. I like that about him as well, but apparently he was really annoying to like go on walks with because he would stop and like stare <laughs> at every little plant and just be like, oh, look at this leaf. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I love that. Yeah, so Chloe, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've also been listening to another podcast this week, but mine is a lot darker than Tolkien. I've been listening to this podcast. Of course. Called, yeah, it's called, it's called <laughs> Black Box Down. And it basically goes through different <laughs> different. I think disasters, I've heard of this. In, different flight disasters, basically. Oh my god! But it's so interesting. And I listened to one the other day about this girl who survived. Her, She was in the middle row of seats on a plane over the Amazon rainforest and it got sucked out of the plane, this row of seats did. And she was sat in the middle one and they think that, you know, like when you see those seas like spiralling down from trees, mm, mm. they think that because of the shape of it, it kind of did that. So it slowed her down and that the rainforest, like the branches slowed her down and she survived falling from that plane to the rainforest. Was she, she the only survivor? She was the only, well, she was the only survivor, but when they finally found her and then they went back to find all the other bodies that had landed they think that other people actually survived but just didn't survive to the point of getting found but she like followed like the river downstream and managed to find civilization she had to like evade alligators piranhas oh my god i recommend that episode in particular what a great story that's insane was she like severely injured yeah, she had like um, flesh eating like bacteria and stuff, I think, in her wounds by the end of this whole Oh adventure. my gosh. Oh my lord. Uh, she is a survivor. She can do anything. I hope she feels like she can literally fight anybody. Yeah, I hope she has a rest now. I mean, the last thing you want after b- the crashing, being in a plane crash, 
into the Amazon is then having to fight off alligators. That yeah. seems to be like a lot of effort. I think at that point I probably would have given up and been like, just take me, it's over. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing this. I've just been in a plane crash. And what about you, Jen? Is yours less dark? Uh, yeah, definitely. But mine is just like typical me. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTubers reacting to apology videos. And there's this one girl in particular called Court Reezy. And she literally has like a whole like series on apologizing, not apologizing, reacting to apology videos on YouTube, on TikTok. And they're just so funny. Like her reactions are hilarious. But I just love apology videos. This has been a year as well of really interesting apology videos. So actually, what would you rate as the worst apology video that you've oh ever seen? Oh my goodness, where do we like start? You've ever, like you've ever seen. And worse in terms of it was just outright awful. I mean, the David oh. Dobrik one was pretty bad. Yeah, that uh, was. The first one he did, the first one he did, yeah. let's talk. The second let's one was talk. awful as well. Like the tears, just his eyes was just like, ugh. Oh, he is dead in the eyes. Like yeah, he, is. he really is. Yeah, his words do not match his eye depth (laughs) (laughs) and that he has none yeah that's very true yeah yeah and what's probably the best apology video like what one do you think I've got one in mind that I think maybe was successful do you remember the Jenna Marbles one and then she completely completely quit YouTube she actually oh yeah. yeah that was probably the only apology video that I've seen and I've watched and I've been like this person is sincere and not and I know that it was sincere because she then true to her word like completely quit YouTube completely was like I realized that I like messed up in previous videos I'm now gonna like completely is that why she stopped sponsorship deals then because she only relies on money from made from her YouTube channel now do you think that was part of the reason maybe maybe I think I don't know if it was part of the reason because she then continued to make YouTube videos so I don't know if Mm that was why or maybe she just felt uncomfortable I don't know for whatever reason I can't think of do you know what I'm gonna put James Charles as not my best well yeah my best my favorite in terms of I found it entertaining I was oh, gonna say it wasn't yeah. an apology he was like I exactly did it. <laughs> it was just like I had to fast forward and be like did this guy literally just say I'm desperate that's not an apology as well it's like hand downs one of the best I've seen on like YouTube yeah in terms of entertainment yeah like I just can't believe that that was an apology video or admission video whatever you want to call it like that was top 10 who was it last year I remember there being an apology video and I remember talking to you guys about it and someone was apologizing and they were like crying but they were like wiping away like their skin and I can't who was was it Jeffree Star yeah it might have been oh my gosh and when he did it on Instagram and he was like yeah (laughs) he's wiping Uh... away just like his regular skin with tear-free skin oh my god that was hilarious actually maybe that's my like no nah, i don't want to give it to him don't give it to him don't give him the spot <laughs> he doesn't even you know, deserve that that's the sort of thing he would love that's exactly. the sort of thing he would be like yes i am the fakest apology video person gonna be yeah. you know you're gonna do something at least be like the best at doing the worst like yeah that he is lives very much to be Jeffrey. hated i think like yeah that's he, what he gets off on he is... feeds off of it <laughs> yeah he's like he... a i don't want to call him a demon but maybe like a demon pretty close <laughs> oh okay <laughs> just, this podcast is just turning into the we hate jeffree star i know just podcast. bashing oh i don't even care oh. 
first up in this week's news, Facebook plans to launch a series of audio-based products in response to Clubhouse and podcasts. And it plans to do this by including an audio-only version of Rooms, its own like copy of Clubhouse, a voice message feature kind of similar to Twitter's version, and a podcast discovery product that will be connected with Spotify. And I find this interesting because this literally comes after them launching their own sort of answer, their first answer to Clubhouse called Hotline, which is essentially an audio-based app that includes Q&As and sort of podcast format discussions. So what do you guys all think about this? Because I genuinely think this is a lot and I'm so tired of Facebook copying other apps. Yeah, I think that's yeah. just typical Facebook as them seeing something that they think is cool, like with I'm making um, it cringe. Yeah, yeah, making it super cringe, like like the whole Instagram stories thing. Oh my gosh, yeah, it just doesn't work. Who uses that? No one. Exactly. Like the old person that you used to go to school with that you now no longer talk to, and they have obviously a lot of time on their hands. So the only people that I ever see using Facebook. That is very specifically who uses it. Why is it only that demographic? Yeah. I don't know. Because they're the only demographic that properly use Facebook now. That and my mom. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's no. the thing. Because like with this new like Facebook version of Clubhouse, whatever, it's not going to bring in new people. So it's just going to be those guys talking to each other. Not at all. Because and... Facebook has nothing to offer. Like I feel like with Twitter, yeah. it makes sense. Because, okay, you know, Twitter is used to share live commentary through tweets but who goes on Facebook other than like the people that you've just listed and then also like I guess I just can't see it working in alongside Instagram as well like I I don't Mm. understand and why does there need to be five different versions why can't just commit to one to me that just (laughs) spells out failure like you sometimes by having so many of these ideas and they're not terrible ideas but having so many of them just says to me that's not going to work why not like you said focus on one thing perfect that see how it's received as well because there's no point launching five different audio based app things if like none of them take off so do one save yourself the money okay well they've got money maybe they don't care but like to me I would save myself the money see how one is received but honestly Facebook the only reason it's popular or not it's not really that popular is because the peak when it started out it was original and everyone kind of had it and that's the only reason it has any sort of like importance today is because those same people who first started out on it haven't left i.e like the parents our parents yeah and again those weird obscure people from school you don't talk to anymore they're the only people who use Facebook no one else I know uses Facebook like none of my younger cousins or like Gen Z relatives I'm gonna say friends I don't think I have any Gen Z friends but (laughs) I mean technically we're Gen Z yeah oh god are we not your friends I'm joking (laughs) no I thought you guys were the last year of millennials we're like like, right on the cusp between yeah Okay. Okay. Maybe I do have Gen Z friends. Though. <laughs> um, like none of them use Facebook at all. Like none of them. They only yeah. like my brother has a Facebook profile only because my grandma wants to comment, like wants to see what Aww. he's doing. Mm. That's it. That's the only reason he has it. It's the only thing Facebook is good for is allowing our grandparents to see certain aspects of our lives that they wouldn't yeah. otherwise see. Yeah, that's true. And I also do think as well, like people just don't trust Facebook because 
like you said, a lot of people don't use Facebook, the actual app anymore. And then people are quite angry and discontent with Instagram and how much they're trying to like pump all these different features into Instagram. And then it's like, okay, so now you want to make something else. Well, focus on, you know, Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp and the problems there before you start making an entire, like trying to sort of monetize audio when you mm. were kind of failing in, in other areas. Doesn't make yeah. sense. You said I mean, it. really, why won't yeah. Facebook just rest? That's just exactly. my biggest question for Facebook. Why don't you want to calm down? Just rest. Mm. Accept your fate. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. If they had done that, like, it would be almost respectful in a way. It's like, we acknowledge that you played a huge role in, like, the rise of social media today. But now it is time for you to allow other apps to take precedent and to follow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Facebook's like that old pop star who's like in their <laughs> 60s is still trying to release music no one's really buying it and it's a shame because it then overshadows all the good that it did in its heyday exactly very true exactly because essentially facebook is the blueprint but now it's just copying everyone it's just ugly like it's just so ugly. it is so everything ugly. about it but like, you go on there i don't really know where you're meant to go what you're meant to do like, what, yeah. what are you meant to do on facebook I don't know. I don't know what don't you're know. supposed to do. News, I guess. I guess people go there for news. Yeah. But there's always, there's this one person who, they're never going to listen to this, so I, I can call them out on this, who I kind of <laughs> know, who, who uses his Facebook newsfeed as if he is the main source of actual news for everybody oh, who's friends with him. So when they, like, announced that we were getting the vaccine, he was like, good news for anybody who hasn't seen the UK has authorised <laughs> the vaccine. And it's as if, like, we're not going to your Facebook account for news. Exactly. But some people think that they are. Yeah. I'm personally really worried about the voice message feature that could potentially be on Facebook. I can already see it. I can oh, what, in terms of privacy issues? Privacy issues and also just how annoying it would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. It'd be really on annoying. Twitter, it's, I, find, I find it on Twitter quite funny, especially because a lot of people don't use it as much. So when people do, it's funny. And there's this particular page that is a Jay-Z page and it's dedicated <laughs> to doing voice voice tweets like in the fo- in the accent of Jay-Z and I just find it so funny like that's sort of where I think people should sort of create content in that sort of sense or you mm. know in terms of just little comedy skits but on Facebook I can see it being like oh this is like what's happened in tech in the past few days and in, in 60 seconds or less like I can see it being something like that like really cringe I think that's just the word to just sum it up is it's just cringe yeah it's Pretty cringe much. okay i think we can we all agree on this topic cringe. the whole thing is cringe <laughs> it's cringe what else is there to say <laughs> moving on to something that's less cringe and just more horrifying so i feel like every single week there is just a story like this so this week tiktoker justine paradise shared a 20 minute video and she accused jake paul of sexually assaulting her at a party a couple of years ago and she said that he never apologized and all she really wanted from the video was to just kind of make him aware that he did something wrong because she said she's been thinking about it for years and she doesn't think from his behavior now that it seems like he ever really realized that what he did at the time was wrong. So, I mean, who, who is surprised? No, not me. I'm, I'm not surprised at all. His reaction to it, though, really did irritate me. Like, fair enough, he had a massive fight over the weekend but it was just kind of like he started posting 
as normal and then eventually responded to her to just say, you know, it's not true. And how convenient that she's saying this now that I have a really big fight coming and she wants to promote certain things. Like, I don't know, his response to it all really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I hate, I hate that. I hate the idea that these men, the first kind of defense that they have is, oh, she's just doing it for clout. Yeah. And I'm like, she has what, like over 500,000 TikTok followers? Yeah, she doesn't doesn't need clout. She's not, she doesn't need it at all. She has her own audience base. I think it's really sad. I think it's just like a long line of list of these really overprivileged, powerful male social influencers who are using their position to take advantage of younger girls. And it makes me really sad. Like the whole Tanner Monjo. Monjo? Never say her name. Right. I never know how to say her name. Mm. I think it's Monjo. I looked it up before oh, okay. <laughs> this podcast to see how it's pronounced. Um, but like she's obviously spoken out recently about how when she was a teenager, loads of the like Shane Dawson when she went on his podcast and she was 17 and he was asking her what her favorite sexual position was. And it's like, who asked <laughs> the 17 year old that? And like Jason, Jason Nash, who's like David Dobrik's weird mm. lackey guy who's in his 40s. Yeah. Um, he like tried to kiss her, like force forcefully kissed her when she was like 19 and she was not into it. And it's just, I think it's really sad. Obviously, she gets a lot of a lot of crap from people for various reasons, but there is no doubt that she was horribly manipulated by these yeah. people. And it just seems to be a cycle continuing, like with James Charles, with now Jake Paul. Like when when is it gonna end? Do you think yeah. that these platforms should play a part in terms of deplatforming them because in the case of you know David Dobrik and Daddy Dom like I know that you know a lot of their videos are no longer being like their YouTube has been demonetized but Mm. they're essentially moving on to another platform because Dirty Dom who again oh disgusting man again disgusting didn't really you know address the allegations kind of took to Twitter to start posting on Twitter again and then like Jake Paul eventually released a statement in which he said he denies all allegations and then added that but you know in this time he's had a lot of time to reflect and donate to women's rights organizations why would you donate to a women's rights organization if you had no part in yeah absolutely it's absolute bs in the terms of the dirty dom thing i read the insider article on this is really really good but yeah. like the screenshots that she the victim sent to him being like this is what you did to me like i was raped i was not able to give consent i was like blackout i wasn't even conscious for some of it and he didn't like his reply was and she obviously asked him to take the video down and i've seen that video and it is yeah same disgusting and she obviously asked him then to take the video down and he, his reply wasn't I don't remember doing any of this. I don't, I didn't do any of that. He just went, okay, I'll yeah. take the video down. That was it. Mm. So like, obviously it's just complete BS and his TikTok videos, I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. Prove that he clearly has not learned his lesson because it's just, it's all just him with like, just like with all these different women, just completely, there's like one where this woman's like pouring him, like in a bikini, like pouring him his, milk into his cereal and he's just like flashing the cash and I'm just like you still think you're this like it's gonna say something but I can't say it I'm gonna say it <laughs> he um he just thinks he's like this big dick boy and it's like you're not yeah yeah it frustrates me I hate him so so much I do too but I, I just feel like there needs to be more put in place 
than mm. just brands pulling out of collaborations. I genuinely do think, you know, these social media platforms need to actually take a stance and deplatform yeah. them in a way where they actually lose out on essentially, yeah. you know, maintaining their career. Because, yeah. okay, yeah, he can't make anything on YouTube anymore, but he can still make stuff on TikTok. He can still make content on Instagram. Like, and he's yeah. doing that. It's because there's no real threat of anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. What's that thing where countries, you know, when one country is being bad and then all the other countries get together? Oh, sanctions. Sanctions. Mm. Yes, this is what the platforms need to do. They need to get yeah. together and put sanctions against these people. Mm. Until, I don't know, I don't know for how long. I don't know what like rules there would be in place because obviously they'll just claim that they're getting cancelled and freedom of speech. Rah, rah, rah. That's yeah. the thing. That's what they rely on. And then also, I, I just feel like they they know that it's more effort than it's worth to go through something like that and if these people are drawing in big numbers for the platforms themselves I just don't think they'd ever I don't think they'd ever feel motivated enough to actually do something like that that's true Mm. I mean maybe they could at the very least just make sure he's not making money on any of these platforms like still Mm. allow him maybe to post content but not allow him to make any money because obviously the only reason these people do anything is because they want to be famous and they want to make money maybe take away at least one of these motivations they might think twice about what they're posting but then technically he's not making money from youtube but he's still posting on tiktok where i don't think you can really make money i think in america they can can't they is it monetized yeah there's like a creators fund but i think it's quite difficult and there seems to be like some kind of discrepancy between how certain people make money on there because I've seen people who have like millions of views from something like really really niche and they'll show that like how much they made from the creators fund that month and it'll be like five dollars but then there's people out there who are getting similar views but for more like mainstream content like dancing and they will be making a fortune so I'm not sure how it works exactly but they can make money from it. So from one problematic person to another. <laughs> so in an Instagram post, Ant Middleton has announced that he is now working for SAS Australia after getting fired earlier this year from Channel 4's SAS, who does wins, um, due to, I think they called it like, the hate, like personal conduct. But he last year in the summer made some really awful comments on like the Black Lives Matter movement. He called like protesters scum he was very vocal about his his disinterest in social distancing. Uh, I think in a post he was like, if I see fans and they want to just say hello from a distance, I pull them in and give them a hug. And I'm like, mm, this is a pandemic. And people obviously were very upset about it. And then he did this whole like weird rant about how he's an alpha male. And because he's an alpha male, he's being like victimized because he's strong and he's manly and he knows what he wants. And he's like, don't you ever let anyone make you feel like you have to fit in a box. It was very weird. Um, and now he's got a new job on SAS Australia and he's laughing and he's very like, doesn't seem to care, doesn't seem to think that he's done anything wrong, which is obviously a huge issue. But also, even though he was kind of demonized in the press and obviously by Channel 4 for all of his comments and stuff like that, all of his followers on Instagram are very pro him. So in his world, he is doing right. And that I find very concerning. What do you guys think? 
I just don't like how he's not holding any sort of accountability because in that Instagram post it was kind of like ha 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 you tried Mm. to like remove my platform but jokes on you I'm back just with a different twist I can imagine this opportunity in Australia being more like him earning more from it Mm. which is really disappointing yeah It's basically like Piers Morgan leaving Good Morning Britain oh. and then going on to that, I can't, I can't remember what it's called, that new news network thing they're yeah. making. It's basically the same thing and they see it as a victory because in their eyes they've actually made like a strategic career move but all they've made that career move through is being a complete dick. So. Yeah. yeah, it's such a shame because the even though they're really controversial because it has created such a press storm other channels and other you know platforms then see this and they're like well at least this person gets viewers at least this person Mm. is like and obviously had any of us heard of that Australia had an SAS program no and now we do know that it's out there and so they've already like they've got all these followers as a result because those are people still follow him those are people really like him online it's annoying because now he's living in this bubble where he has this validation from his followers. So he's never going to have to kind of think about what he said, think about what he's done, think about the implications of that. Exactly. Because, because he's got these like lackeys and groupies who are willing to kind of feed his ego, which is basically who he is as a person. He needs his ego fed. He's an alpha male. He's an alpha it's male. It's so dangerous yeah. though. Because I, I also think about, you know, the whole thing with, with Donald Trump kind of being banned from Twitter and then like how all the other platforms sort of followed suit but then you had like Parler come out and be like well you know we're a new app like that kind of caters to your audience and it's like even though you know it would be a good thing to de-platform some of these content creators or these figures or whatever there's always going to be someone willing to give them a platform Mm. which is actually quite scary. It is really scary because this isn't just about oh, they've got their own opinion. They're not hurting anyone. Like, his opinions do hurt people. Yeah. But how is he going to get by with these opinions in Australia? Because they're so strict on everything. How is he going to thrive there? I think it depends. But I, I, think... I mean, from a lockdown perspective, like, if he's that anti-lockdown, like, yeah. how is he going to get on that? I don't know. I mean, have they got... I don't know if they've got certain rules that mean, like, working is allowed. Because obviously he's over there for work. But if he's going out on the streets and he's like, oh, fuck this lockdown. Sorry. I'm going to hug um, everyone. I'm yeah. going to hug everyone. Then yeah, he will be quarantined. I think he's probably going to be a bit more careful in that sense. He's mm. going to have to be. He's going to have to be. Over. He is. I mean, there's only so many flat platforms. There's only so many channels. I mean, if you keep burning through all of them, you are just going to run out of people who are willing to take He just does a world tour of the SAS franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh that would be kind of funny and also again very sad I think that would actually be great in a way because it would just show how pathetic he is yeah sort of like it would just prove the point of the type of person he is and I feel like it would hinder like future collaborations with brands and big companies because it's like why do you have to keep going to a different country to do this this show a kind of resume when you haven't been working at yeah and the, uh, the mm-hmm. employers like why do you keep leaving jobs Are exactly yeah. uh, it's also frustrating though that it would it would take him going through all 197 independent nations of SAS 
<laughs> and finally maybe maybe think that there's something wrong with him rather than there's something wrong with everyone else yeah that's true and that's, yeah. that is really frustrating because there's so many other people like that who really don't think that they're the problem even though they are yeah and it takes so much for them to understand and recognize that like is that really what it's going to take yeah clearly well we'll have to see I love the implications of every single country having an SAS because I imagine him ending it like on SAS Vatican City and they're like, you've done it. <laughs> you've gone through them all. Oh, that would be so good. I would watch SAS that. If they had like, maybe not the Pope, but the Pope could be, is there a judge? I actually have never seen SAS. I have never, I've well, never I had any really interest. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, I guess, I guess they put, I think they put celebrities through like military marine style challenges. Yeah, I feel like they climb things at some point. Yeah. They definitely climb, they crawl it's very muddy. Well. Crawl mm. through the mud. I think they're in water sometimes and they get shouted at a lot. And I yeah. the thought of like the Catholic Church, the Vatican being forced <laughs> to go through that, I'm here for it. I'll wait for it. Can't wait. So down to our final segment, which is Influence of the Week, where we share, you know, people, influencers, content creators who have influenced us this week or just stuff that we enjoy from them. My Influence of the Week will have to be Nella Rose, just because I love her. That That's pretty much it. <laughs> that was a great reason. That's great. Yeah. Simple, effective, straight to the point. Straight yeah. to the point. She's just great and... I think when it comes to putting out YouTube content, no one's really doing it like she is doing it. Like she's a blend of beauty, fashion and entertainment at the same time. And she's a tastemaker. Like a lot of people have copied her popular sort of sit down live video discussions with her friends. She's sort of created that format and so many people have replicated that. So yeah, Nella Rose, what about you guys? My influencer of the week, or maybe the influencer of like my life, <laughs> <laughs> not quite my life, but a big part of my life is Hiram. And oh, yes, changed my life. And just before Christmas, I went through all of my skincare. I have a lot of skincare, I have three drawers full of it. And wow. I went through it all before Christmas. And I like watched loads of his videos, I compiled a spreadsheet of things <laughs> that oh. he liked. And then I cross-referenced that by checking ingredients that were like non-comedogenic on like an ingredient checker thing. And it's changed my life. It was great. And I just been loving his YouTube content recently. He did a video with, um, I think it's pronounced Yomi Park. I don't know if you guys have seen her. She um, left North Korea. She's been like appearing on a lot of different people's YouTube channels, but she just kind of talks about life in North Korea and how like different it's been since she left. And she talks about like the beauty industry in North Korea in this video. And it was so interesting basically the skincare industry just doesn't really exist there but it was fascinating I recommend watching it have you watched his video with Kaylin Allen who's on like the Ellen show oh my gosh it's so funny because Kaylin doesn't really know much about skincare and it's just like Hiram kind of going over his skincare routine with him and it's just it's so funny because there's (laughs) there's such different like type of characters as well like Kaylin's very like you know bold and like funny and charismatic and then Hiram's very kind of like reserved not reserved but a bit more like quiet yeah so it's just like a really nice contrast I'll watch that I just love everything he does I think he's really entertaining yeah but I do have to say at one point I was disappointed 
because he was like promoting Jeffree Star's like beauty products and oh. I was like it's like was Hiram this was like last year I think and has he done anything people... since no he hasn't because a lot of people called him out on it and okay good then he was like oh yeah why is he doing that they're not even good I know exactly exactly okay maybe it's not the influence of my life anymore <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's okay no but he, he influenced you he influenced you last last weekend last weekend yeah. that is an important thing I think and he's do. like you know and he's knowledgeable as well yeah he has he got the knowledge we had some good times together and he held accountability and hasn't been doing it since I guess yeah it's okay that's good yeah okay. yeah he's back now <laughs> anyway what about you Lucinda so my influencer this week is one of my favorite people online. I've spoken about her before. I'll speak about her again. I'm not going to stop. Kim, Kim Joy. <laughs> Love her. I'm obsessed. So I've really got into like baking this week. Well, I've always loved baking, but um, I really like her bakes because they're very quirky and they're always in the style of animals. So I've made her scones in the shape of frogs which I didn't post online because unfortunately they look like monsters and I was like no <laughs> see that um and I did her pig fitterolls which were fitterolls in the shape of pigs um which she also commented on and it was like uh like I had to lie down and now she's re- she's like shared a recipe for these macarons but they're like in the shape of snails but I really want to make them so she has influenced me into more baking but not just like banana bread it's never as basic is that it's like taking baking to another level and no one's doing like she is yeah I was gonna say hers is very like visually creative it just looks really like to the point where you might not even want to eat it because it just looks so pretty it looks so Mm. gorgeous and I always thought that on the Great British Bake Off she was completely underrated I don't feel like the judges really got her Mm. Mm. and it's so annoying because now she's probably like I don't know. She's like, no one's doing anything like her. I think she's like the most standout person from the show. I love her. I'm sure she loves you too. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> did really she repost so. you? She did repost me and she said it was wonderful. There you go. Aww. With little heart eye face emojis. See, you made her proud. I think so. Oh, I don't know. We like board games as well. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more news, thoughts and insights from the influencer space. But until then, don't forget to like, subscribe and follow us for more on Instagram at underscore easily influenced and at Cork Studio. See you soon. Bye. Bye.